Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, an orphan teen with mysterious powers, a secret organization that polices aliens, an uber-powerful intergalactic criminal, an emotionally cold character with major secrets, and shonen antics. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 499, Tokyo Aliens. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Reviews, some podcasts and bang reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you're doing well out there in the net land, and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this awesome podcast. If you want to hear any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com. And if you have any questions, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N at Spirekin.com. And let's actually get to it, because this is episode 499 we reviewed over 499 mangas in the last 15 years. Can you believe it? Or 14 years. It is crazy we've gone this far. And I'm excited to see what we're going to do for episode 500. I've got some plans for that. But let's actually get to the manga review first. Because if you remember for the last episode, I spun that one that only the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Noe. And published by Square Enix, which means it's brought over to the U.S. by Square Enix Manga and Books. Uh, this was released in um, Monthly G Fantasy. It is a shonen series that is a sci-fi action series that started in 2020 and is still coming out. There are f- a total of five volumes at the moment, but more are coming out. And it is a manga that is known simply as Tokyo Aliens. And this manga is like so many other shonen series. It is the tale of our main character, whose name is Akira, who's a shy first-year high school student who's as ordinary as they come. He's awkward, he has terrible grades, he's obsessed with manga, and more importantly than that, he is an orphan. His father, who was a police officer, died many years ago, and he wants to follow in his father's footsteps and be a police officer. After a mysterious event happens, he ends up becoming involved with a mysterious organization that his father actually worked for. And now, in order to follow in his father's footsteps, he's going to become the best he can be and do what he needs to do. And the reason why they hire him instead of wiping his memory is because he has the same power that his father had, which gives him immense powers. And this is Tokyo Aliens. It is like so many others. And yes, there is the mysterious Bishojo guy who everyone loves, and yet he's really nice to this main character. And there are so many people who are writing doujinshi right now about them hooking up. Because that's how this goes. And there's a couple of other characters who are very gender-crossy. And this is very generic. It opens up where our secondary protagonist is introduced. And he is chasing after one of the aliens who are bad, who outsmarts him. Who apparently is a major villain throughout the series. And meanwhile, we see our main character who's obsessed with finding a manga. So he ends up going to Akiba. And he wants to get this very rare manga. Then later on, the main character... Ends up wanting to go home to read his manga. Ends up on a special train that aliens use. And it turns out that there's an alien who's wanted by this mysterious organization. He ends up getting kidnapped by the aliens because only aliens can see this train. And apparently there's something going on with him. And he ends up trying to help this alien out because this alien has a very traumatic story. And just wants to do something right before they pass on. And then he ends up helping this alien out. The alien goes away. And then because he saw everything, they're going to wipe his memory. But when they find out who he's related to... They're going to make him a member of their secret organization. I know this is super, super fast-paced, but yeah, it's very generic. This reminded me immediately of World Enders. It reminded me of 
Black Clover. It's reminded me of so many other s- series that are just the main character is joins this organization to follow in their father's footsteps to follow their dream, and there's a secret behind everything going on. Like most shonen series, uh, is there going to be a shonen power creep? I'm not sure. I will say though that I was able to read the second volume early, and because the first volume's out right now, second volume uh, comes out in February, but I was able to read it early for reasons. And I gotta say, I do like the gimmick that when the main character gets his main weapons, he does something very different. Because he's obsessed with having physical powers. He wants to be like a manga character who solves his problems with his fists, not with swords or guns. So he ends up getting these physical enhancing devices. And instead of using them to like do super punches, he uses them defensively to protect people by making an energy shield. So it's kind of cool. That's a cool element about it. However, overall, this is super generic, is the plot. Um, As for the characters themselves, well, our main character, Akira, he is super nerdy, super pacifist, not good at what he does. When you first see him, he looks very different. He looks like he has bleach blonde hair, but he has apparently white hair. So he's a short guy. And then we have Sho Takubashi, who is the quote-unquote other person who's in his classroom who actually is a member of the secret organization known as the AMO, Alien Management Organization, where they're they're apparently main headquartered in the United States and then they make sure all the aliens are okay because it's apparently a tourist spot for most aliens and only the bad ones they deal with. It's men in black, essentially. So this character, who's essentially K, is sullen and he's there because he wants to get revenge on an evil being for causing problems to him, which when you find out what his problems are, they're kind of important. And, but he feels that the main character saved him one day, even though that's not possible because he's a kid and he saw him as an adult. So maybe some time travel shenanigans are going on. So men in black three essentially. So yeah, this is really like a lot of men in black stuff. This is men in black, the manga, which originally was a comic book. So yeah, the other characters we have, we have Reiji Amamiya, who is the head of the Japanese branch. And he is the one who invited Akira to join because he was partners with Akira's father. And he has a unique design where he has the one eye patch. What's going on with him? We're not entirely sure. Then we have Christina, who is the arms uh, maker. Christina, he is a... They don't say if he's a crossdresser or if he's trans. Not entirely sure. And they don't use the pronouns because they still use he for Christina. So we don't know. But Christina is just a typical, I'm the person who makes your weapons, the armor, who's nuts. The weapons they have include these watches, which allow you to hear people because it uses your bones to send transmitters. Only you could see it. And then it has a costume in there. And then they have basic weapons. Uh, Sho uses two swords because he wanted two of them because it will cut things easier. Inside that, there's not a lot of other characters at this point. I mean, we have the alien who Sho is chasing, but we don't really know her name yet. Uh, there's the alien in the first case, but and we have the mysterious big bad who caused all the problems and who killed Akira's father named Silver. We have no idea what his deal is. They, the way they treat him, it's almost like Zerum, where it's like some evil, omnipotent super being. So, yeah, there's that. So let's, the plot, the characters are kind of, they all fit a type. 
This is very Shonen-esque. So let's move on and talk about another aspect that I use for my rating system, which is the actual production quality of the Tonkabon itself. And this is the Tokyo Aliens Volume 1 that Square Enix released, and I gotta say that this volume is pretty good. It's got some very unique elements to it. It's a glossy cover. The just blue and the yellowish green pops really well, and it actually sticks out on the shelf. And art style's great to it. It's got some nice heavy pages to it. It has a lot of white space to it. The one interesting part that is unique is that you have an opening where it is a glossy photocopy page, which is photo quality that's of... Akira and Sho in their school uniform. And Akira looks really just kind of in color. He looks very sweaty and almost like he's a drug dealer hiding something. And on the back it's the blue with that yellow, which seems to be the motif. And the interior art design is detailed and very well composed, and it's dynamic. The sequence when the old lady turns into her alien self on the train, it's a two-page spread that looks awesome it's just it's hard to describe it without showing it but there's so much going on you have the glass breaking from all the tentacles flying around you have the tentacles you have the old lady's back showing up you have show in his hunter outfit just bent down but then as an added touch you have akira him standing there and it's just black lines for his silhouette and you see the basic drawings of the shading but then you have vertical lines almost like he's paralyzed in fear and it's such a nice contrast to this very realistic looking scene to see this very cartoonish character just there for no reason and it fits so well with this series there are a lot of moments of that where you have akira's little moments of his like everything looks hyper realistic then he has his I'm scared, or I'm just staring, and he just faces white, he's dripping sweat, or he's just shocked, and he goes chibi form, and everybody else is a little more realistic. It's a nice juxtaposition between them. Now, what else can I say about this? Art, well, another page I definitely recommend is when Akira uses his ability for the first time, and just seeing, well, a huge just line go across a cityscape. Just the speed lines fit, and the debris, and just all of it looks, well, true sci-fi. That's what I've got to say. So the art style, overall, this is one of those ones where you would get just for shelf quality, because it looks impressive and engaging and draws you in to want more. Which, when you compare it to the plot, is such an important element, because the artwork and the design is so loving and so engaging and makes you want to read more the actual content is kind of bland i mean the sequences with the action sequences are well done and they're composed and they're unique but then the story itself uh, it's been done before so i'm kind of in a quandary at this point because when you put it all together here's what i'm going to get the plot is is Average and some par. So that would be a give me crazy Aunt Muriel. The artwork is worth a borrow from a friend during the turn unless off of Pocky. It's really well done. The character designs also, each character is unique and stylized. And you have these comical elements in the artwork that flow so well. And you have to give that points. So I think for the artwork and for that reason, I'm going to have to bump this up a little bit. And because of that, because manga is an art form and it is a visual media, you can't just take the plot into consideration. We got taking all the other elements. 
And for that reason, I'm going to have to give this a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. It's a decent-looking series, and later on it should get better. The first volume is very generic. What it does in the future, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But I'd say give it a chance. Let me know what you think, if you've read this or not. Email me at or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know your thoughts. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases of the week. And these came out November 22nd, 2022. We have 65 titles that came out this week a lot. And that's important because this week is Thanksgiving in the United States. And more importantly, Black Friday is this Friday. So there's tons of mangas that you're going to want to pick up. So let's actually go over what the mangas are, shall we? So we've got A Tale of the Secret Saint, Volume 4. 86, Volume 11, The Light Novel. As a reincarnated aristocrat, I use my appraisal skills to rise in the world, Volume 2. Beauty and the Feast, Volume 5. Blackguard, Volume 5. Bungo Stray Dogs, Another Story, Volume 2. Call Girl in Another World, Volume 5. Not to be confused with J.K. Haru uh, in Another World. Two different mangas altogether, even though it's the same premise. Citrus Plus, Volume 4. Classroom of the Elite, Volume 2. The Light Novel, Volume 3. Well, it's Year 2, Volume 3. Crossplay, Love, uh, Otaku X Punk, Volume 2. Dungeon Builder, The Demon King's Labyrinth in a Modern City, Volume 6. Arrow Ninja Scrolls, Volume 4. For the Kid I Saw in My Dream, Volume 9. Fox Tales, Goblin Slayer Side Story, Year 1, Volume 8. God's Games We Play, Volume 1, The Light Novel. Heterogenia Linguistico, Volume 4. Higahiro, after being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway, volume 2, the light novel. I Cannot Reach You, volume 5. I Kept Pressing the Million Year Button and Came Out on Top, volume 4, the light novel. I Think Our Son is Gay, volume 4. Interspecies Reviewers, volume 7. Yes, the series is still coming out. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part 5, Golden Wind, volume 6. Kowloon Generic Romance, volume 2. Love and Heart, volume 6. Love at 14, Volume 12. Lust Gius, Volume 6. Mint Chocolate, Volume 6. My Happy Marriage, The Light Novel, Volume 3. Our Last Crusade, or The Rise of a New World, Volume 4. Overlord, The Manga, Volume 16. Phantom Tales of the Night, Volume 10. Plunderer, Volume 10. Qualia, The Purple, Light Novel. Ragna Crimson, Volume 7. Run on Your New Legs, Volume 3. Seaside Stranger, Volume 5, Harukaze no Strange, Silent Witch, or Secrets of the Silent Witch, Volume 2, So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 15 of the Light Novel, Solo Leveling, Volume 6, Spriggan, Deluxe Edition, Volume 2, Strike the Blood, Volume 22 of the Light Novel, Tales of the Kingdom, Volume 2, Teasing Master Tagaki-san, Volume 16, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Volume 15 of the Light Novel, the 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, Volume 4. The Asterisk Wars, Volume 16, The Light Novel. The Best of Attack on Titan, In Color, Volume 2. The Fiancé Chosen by the Ring, Volume 3. Not to be confused with uh, uh, Fiancés of the Ring War, totally different manga. The Holy Grail of Eris, Volume 3, The Light Novel. The Ideal Sponger Life, Volume 12. Yes, that is a guy still coming out. The Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady, Volume 3 of the Manga. The Mortal Instruments, the Graphic Novel, Volume 6. The Remarried Empress, Volume 1. The Splendid Works of a Monster Maid, Volume 4. The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest, Volume 9. 
the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated as in another world as an aristocrat, the light novel volume six, Tomb Raider King volume one, UQ holder volume 27. It's been a while since that's come out, but again, the actual creator has just joined the Japanese diet. So he is currently a, a Senator. So he doesn't have time for manga, but he's still releasing it. Kind of cool. Ursayatsura Omnibus Volume 16. How Will Ayume Make His Move Volume 8? You Like Me, Not My Daughter, the manga Volume 1. Young Ladies Don't Play Fighting Games Volume 4. And then last and certainly not least, Your Turn to Die, Majority Vote, Death Game Volume 3. So which of these are you most excited about? For me personally, the ones I'm excited about are Ursayatsura, World's Finest Assassin, Ideal Sponger Life, which is still a fun manga, Spriggan, Soul Leveling, Seaside Stranger has been pretty unique. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Goblin Slayer, Foxtails looks like a lot of fun. And then last and not least, Classroom of the Elite. So which of these are you most excited about? Let me know. Email me at or tweet me at Spirekin. And before we go any further or talk about anything else, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for everything you're doing. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all awesome and amazing. Uh, every time I get a new comment, every time I get a new message, it gives me more incentive and more motivation to keep this podcast going. I've been doing this since 2008, and I love talking about manga. I love reviewing it. I love podcasting. So thank you so much for helping me to keep doing this. I love doing this. I want to keep doing this as long as I can. And since we're up to episode 500 next week, wow, it's been a wild and insane ride. So thank you. If you enjoy what you hear, you can support our Patreon to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. And if you want to check out any of our other stuff, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites, including and social media apps. We're on TikTok now. We only have a couple of videos, but we're working on more. And yeah, so let's actually talk about our plans for episode 500. After polling on Twitter for a while and discussing it, what we're going to do is we're actually going to be doing a the beginning of video reviews. So episode 500 is going to be a video review. You can listen to the audio on any streaming platform you're listening to. The visuals you can watch on... I'm probably going to do it on YouTube or Twitch. I'm still debating on how to do it. But we're going to have it on one of those. So I'm going to do a live review. And the video is going to be on YouTube.com forward slash Spirekin. And you'll see it there as well. And what we're going to do is first we're going to have a retrospective of... My top manga and least favorite manga that I've reviewed in the last 500 episodes. So everything for, that I've rated uh, really, really, really cool down to everything that I've rated. Take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it. And we're going to compare and contrast and see if I've changed my thoughts over time. Because some of them I gave great reviews early on and then the mangas got weird or they changed. A good example is Gantz. Gantz was amazing in the beginning, but then they kind of dropped the ball at the ending and they went really weird and really meta. But I digress. Uh, so we're going to be doing that in the next episode. But in order to make it a true Spyrokin manga review, what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to do a manga review. So what we're going to do is we're going to do what we've always done in the part that you've all enjoyed and you're waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the... Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that Wheel of Manga, 
And whatever number it lands on, that's the manga I'm going to talk about in episode 500 besides all the other mangas. So let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Number two. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing a manga about Vikings. Yes, we're talking about one of the most epic and violent series out there, Vinland Saga. Now, how is it? Well, I've never actually read it before, so we're going to have to wait and see. But I'm excited because 500 episodes. Can you believe it? If you have any questions or comments or concerns, like I said, email me. Let me know your thoughts about how the last 500 episodes have been. As usual, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great Thanksgiving if you're going to be celebrating it. I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. And keep reading manga. See you later.